And now, a highlight from Animal Radio on iHeartRadio. This is where we celebrate the connection with our pets. They're very unique in that they're, they give you all that unconditional love. They can see things we can't. They can hear things we can't. They can smell things we can't. <laughs> That's why they make great protectors. Yes. And the, the next gentleman that we have on joining us is Dr. Frank Russell. He's a professor at the Department of Environmental and Health Sciences at the University College of Southeast Norway. He studies noses, not just dog noses, but uh, noses of all kinds of animals. Hi, Frank. How are you doing? Hello. Hi. I'm doing fine. Thank you. Very Thanks good. for the invitation. What time is it there? It's uh, 9.30 here in Norway, so, so it's, it's starting to be pretty late. Thank you for oh, staying my. up late yes. to be on the show with us today. So you study noses. Is there a is there a, an official name for a person who studies that, the olfactory senses? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's a good question. I don't really know. <laughs> but you started, you were interested in noses from just a young kid and, and the smells that animals can smell, right? Yes. I, I got my first dog, uh, Tinka, she was called when I was 12 years old, and she actually followed me on all these beaver trips because I, I actually ran a long-term project about beavers here in Norway. And that's when I started to observe her. She used her nose everywhere. And when we were out on beaver trips, she even smelled the beaver scent marks. Wow. So you were studying the olfactory senses of beavers? Yes. That's what I've been focused mostly on for the last uh, almost 30 years now. I don't think of beavers as having a good good <laughs> schnoz, like they, but they can smell a lot of things? Oh, yeah. They are probably as good as dogs. Good as dogs. What can dogs smell? I guess my question is, and I'm going to be pretty frank here, I take my dog out for a walk. She has to stop every 10, 15 feet to smell a, a fire hydrant or a, a bush or something. I assume she's smelling where other dogs have marked. And I, I liken it to Facebook. You know, she, this is her Facebook. She goes, she, she reads the posts, and she might even comment by peeing on it. <laughs> what, what, exactly. is it what is it that they're smelling? Well, if, if you're talking about peeing, they can smell a lot of different things. First of all, they understand it's another dog that are peeing there, so it's the species. And maybe, maybe they, we don't know much about this, but who knows, maybe some breed differences as well. Wow. But definitely, if it's a male, he will understand it's a female that have a scent mark there, if she's in heat or not, and who who is she? So have I met this lady before or not? <laughs> yes. So And also maybe the age of the scent mark. So wow. did she pass a long time before me or just recently? Is it true that they use one nostril for... Like they use their right nostril for things that are unfamiliar, and they use their left nostril for familiar scents? Yeah, that's actually one study showing that. So if it's some not dangerous scent, like food, lemon, uh, secretion from a female, for instance, a dog, they actually first use their right nostril because they're not sure what this is, and then they switch to left because they are more certain then that this is nothing dangerous so they are using the left side of the brain Wow! so the left side of the brain is connected to the left nostril mm. and if you for instance give uh, your dog some sweat odor from a veterinarian then they use only the right nose <laughs> or nostril sorry 
So that means that the, the right side of the brain is connected to negative emotions. Okay. Wow. But it's one interesting thing you should be aware of next time around. And you, may, you all know about um, the tail wagging of a dog. Yes. Right. But if the tail is going to the right, to the right side of the dog, his right side, uh-huh. then it's actually happy. So it's opposite compared with the Their nose. man's to the nostrils. So here it's a change. It's going from the right side of the body to the left side of the brain. So the nerves crosses here. Oh. They don't do that. with Yeah, so it's opposite. So you need to kind of be aware of this. And if you see another dog, you are out in a dog park, for instance, and suddenly the tail is going to the left, the dog's left. Then you should be worried. <laughs> then, it's, then it's negative emotions. I'm worried whenever I meet a dog, it goes right from my crotch. Why is that? Yeah, I hate that. I, yes. That, that's crazy. And I consider yeah, myself a clean guy. I mean, I shower a lot, and but that drives me crazy when that happens. Yeah, you, you don't shower enough, I think, because it's more or less <laughs> impossible. If you think about it, you have five million different glands, scent glands on your body. And it's something called apocrine glands, sweat glands that are exactly on your private spot. And this uh, scent, or the scent from these glands, says something about who you are. So they first try to identify you. Do I know you? Do I not know you? Who are you? And then later, they actually sniff other places to figure out what kind of emotional or mental state you are in. Okay, it has nothing to do with cleanliness. No. <laughs> how how far away can dogs smell? Yeah, we don't really know exactly, but it's some at least some rumors I've seen out there saying that uh, a dog can sniff, uh, for instance, a male dog can sniff a uh, female in heat four kilometers away. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty long distance. And actually, my dog, uh, one morning he just disappeared, and I phoned phoned him, I guess, two kilometers away from uh, over house, and then she was on the porch uh, at. Uh, uh, a female in heat, <laughs> as happy as ever, wagging his tail to the right. <laughs> <laughs> I know there are service animals that can detect people that are going to have a seizure or people that have diabetes. Or cancer. Or cancer. How, how are the dogs able to, to identify these things? I mean, how is a dog able to say, okay, this guy's going to have a seizure in a few minutes? Well, it's not that easy with the seizure. I think uh, it's started to come some research about the gnome, but it's probably uh, the cells are changing, and you, when you breathe out, they, they dog can sniff the change. It's, for cancer, you know, the first dogs they actually sniffed on a leg of a woman in England, in London, and they uh, they could figure out that she had cancer because of just the mole was releasing some chemicals that was not there before. I find that so intriguing. I think there's even dogs that sniff out pirated CDs and DVDs at custom borders. Yes, yes, they can do that. So it was actually, uh, they found a lot of CDs that was illegally produced. I can't remember exactly the country, but it was in Asia somewhere. And they can sniff out more or less everything you can imagine. Just if they have some scent, they can sniff it out. I was really surprised when I wrote the book that they had so many 
different jobs that we have put them to. You know, they can sniff everything from, as you say, diseases, or if you are at the customs, or if you, you all know about police dogs. And for my own research, I actually use them for sniffing of beaver scents. <laughs> beaver scent. And, yeah, and in in Finland, because in the in Finland they have introduced both beaver species. We have two different beaver species, the North American one and the Eurasian one. And when I did some chemical analysis, I have a background as a chemical engineer, and we used something called a GCMS, a gas chromatograph with mass spectrometer, and we couldn't find a difference in the pee from the beavers between these two species. So I asked the dogs, and they actually sniffed it out. They told me which one is the North American, which one is the Eurasian beaver. And in Finland, the whole purpose with the study is that they don't want the North American beaver in Finland. So then just giving me a scent mark, I can ask my dogs to tell me which species it is. I got to ask, though, do you have like a refrigerator or freezer full of like <laughs> different animals, yes. excrements, pee and fecal material? I mean, is this yeah. something that I could get a sense for from you? <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit embarrassing, but uh, I guess uh, I have 1,500 uh, poos from the beavers. Oh, my gosh. A lot of other, beaver, other species as well. <laughs> so, yeah. You got to be yeah, careful when you take the lean cuisine out of the freezer that you're getting the right thing. Exactly. I'm not sure all my colleagues are that happy. <laughs> uh, so this may be out of your scope, but why do dogs roll in different scents? Probably to to take away their own scent. So from from when they were wolves, you know, in the old days, uh, so they don't get eaten by other predators. That's what people think. That's the main thing. But we really don't know. The book looks fascinating. It's called Secrets of the Snout. So I'm going to give out 10 copies of the books right now. If you're not lucky enough to get on through, you can head on over to our website at animalradio.pet and hit the As Heard on Animal Radio button to, to learn more. Frank, thank you so much for staying up late tonight and joining us. Thank you for being a part of the show. You're listening to Animal Radio. Visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.